Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, welcome. Lunchtime. It's top of the hour, middle of the day. Yep, put a few shrimp on the barbie. Fire up the grill. Golly, put on some sunscreen. <laughs> yeah, huh. Yeah, Brian Kelly telling us to, you know, crawl under the rug because of the snow. Not today, boss. Yeah, we've got a beautiful day here in the Midwest. And uh, wait a day, it'll change. No, no, no. Anyway, uh, snow coming, according to Brian, uh, coming up uh, northern part of the state. We may miss a bit of it. We may not. Anyway, phone lines wide open for you. 314-436-7900-436-7900-800-925-1120. Scott Mosby online here right with you on KMOX. So much to talk about. I've got uh, Barbara holding the line from hour one to talk about refinishing hardwood floors in just a minute. I uh, need to get a few of my uh, greetings and meetings together here. So uh, give us a call. Your opportunity. We've got one more hour, uh, afternoon of experts right here on KMOX. So many things happening. Um, and really, uh, don't miss uh, the newsroom for KMOX, Brian Kelly's uh, recommendation. Uh, you know how the weather is. Uh, we live in a river valley, and things change. So it, the snow is supposed to go to the north. You know, well, not by much. What if it doesn't? So if you're going to get ready, I I know, I know it's more of a barbecue day, you know, out on the deck, patio, outdoors, yard work, all, yeah, I know, but don't miss that trip, make sure your snow shovel's ready to go, your ice melt's ready to go, you know, uh, whatever it is, uh, and and leaves. If you've got leaves stacked up on that patio driveway, uh, deck, whatever it is, if that stuff freezes to that pavement or wood on the deck, you know, you can tear stuff up by trying to get the snow off. Anyway, so be a, a, an ounce of prevention beats a pound of cure. Uh, we can talk about that and more here on the next hour. I know it. 60 degrees, it's just pretty nice and sunshiny. 436-7900-800-925-1120. My name is Scott Mosby. I own and operate Mosby Building Arts. We're in our 71st, 72nd year uh, here on, uh, you know, in, in the metropolitan St. Louis area. My father founded the company. Uh, I haven't messed it up in the last 45 years, so uh, we've grown a good bit to be licensed architects. So part of my dad's vision was, you know what? The architect does their job, the builder does their job, and the homeowner does their job. Well, if you could get the architect and the builder together, then the homeowner would have a lot easier time communicating with the make-it-happen promise-keeper designer guys, and they wouldn't have to learn two different languages. They just could learn one. Uh, and then just a single-source responsibility uh, for people and companies and experts that have the knowledge and experience. You know, the good ones want to control everything because they can opt out of the bad ideas and maximize the good one. Anyway, that's kind of where my dad came from. All we have done over the last, uh, you know, four decades here at Mosby under our tenure is really formalize that with truly schooled, certified, um, you know, degreed experts, uh, licensed architects, uh, uh, certified kitchen and bath uh, designers, um, you know, certified remodelers, uh, all, all the people that it takes to make this happen. So when you talk about a remodeling project and this guy didn't show up on time, this guy didn't show up, 
what my dad started to do was get all those people together in one company so that they're all on the same team. And I don't know if you're, you're in a relationship, whether married or not, when you live in the same house, it's still tough to get the communication right. So the idea is get everybody as close together, all on one team, minimize the game of um, you know musical chairs to where the opportunity to get it right is all in one place. Lo and behold, 20 years ago, KMOX said, hey, that's you, you guys know some stuff. Maybe you'd like to share it here on KMOX. And thus we've been on, and you see a lot of people in my absence when I go go to school, travel around, take some time off, whatever it is. You know, there's a lot of smart people that, that I get to ask these questions at work. Anyway, um, stay tuned. We've got a lot of things happening. Phone lines, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. And uh, uh, let's, let's get um, Samantha back on uh, here, if you don't mind. Uh, Samantha, Scott Mosby here. Are you still there with me? Online, uh, did I put you to, or not Samantha, sorry, Barbara. Samantha's my producer. She's uh, charming as well, but uh, Barbara is on the line, I think. Barbara, are you still there with me? Hello, there we go. Hello, Hello Barbara. Barbara. Thanks Barbara. for holding the line. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, refinishing hardwood floors, I think you've got oak hardwood floors uh, and the stairs. The sanding method, uh, sanding down those old hardwood floors, and you will need real sanding, big drum sanders. Uh, these things weigh, you know, 100 to 300 pounds each. Some come with vacuum systems um, that uh, carry the dust away and minimize that. There's nothing clean about this process. Um, you can do it yourself. You can also destroy some beautiful uh, wood floors in about three seconds if you're not experienced in this. So I would advise a pro. Uh, and then follow them through this. Tell them, Ask them, I want to be as uh, e- environmentally uh, sensitive as I can. It'll be a water-based finish, a clear finish. Uh, the filler that they use is different with a water-based finish than with a solvent-based finish. Uh, for example, in the old school, when we used to use the uh, solvent-based finishes, you know, 40 years ago, we would save the sand, the the sawdust from the finishing, mix it up with turpentine, and that sawdust and turpentine would become the filler for the floor. That still can u- be used and done, but you don't use turpentine, something that can also be used with that water-based finish. So there are just a lot of ways to skin that cat, if you will, uh, all good ideas is uh, welcome but have that conversation and that is the question and conversation I would urge you to have in choosing which company does the finish if they, if they can talk the talk then they've got a better chance of walking the walk and if they just say yeah we finish floors well what material do you use well it's water based well what brand is it uh, I don't know uh, you know I mean it's different so if 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 you're just doing floors the floor tech should really understand the nuts and bolts of it uh, how am I doing so far, Barbara? Okay, great. And what uh, what do you suggest? What kind of water base? Uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to go there because I'm not that versed in it. Uh, you know, I, I, you're down into the specialist. I'm a great. The, one of the best things about me is I know what I don't know. 
and I don't know that answer, so I'm not going to give you a bad one. Uh, and frankly, I would go, frankly, to, to my team at Mosby and say, you know, what finish have we had good success with? What troubles have we had when we, you know, we keep a track of all of our, you know, customer complaints, if you will. It's like, well, the hardwood floor was too soft. The dog tore it up. You know, what did we recommend? Did, you know, what, what did we get wrong? So, you know, a success is cause for analysis and a failure is cause for analysis and you know the good floor guys will know and they will stay away from the products they don't like and some of them will wrestle you over it's like nah maybe that water finish isn't as good as this one and and be aware I I will tell you this Barbara uh, my wife is very sensitive to any kind of a solvent even the water-based finishes on hardwood floors are very smelly Um, they are volatile you know, so that means they evaporate quickly, even in the water. Uh, so if, if you're sensitive to fumes like that, you may want to leave that house as well, pets as well. They're not flammable. They won't explode in the water-based stuff, but boy, they are pungent, you know. So keep in mind that urine itself from pets is organic, but it still stinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay. just be aware of that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for hanging on, and uh, again, I just just uh, the same questions you've you've asked me are the perfect interview questions to interview your floor finishers, you know. And if they know the answers and and they can get into it with you, you've you've got somebody what I call close to the tools. If not, you're probably talking to a salesperson. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Well, thank you so much for your suggestions. I appreciate it. All right, Barbara. Thanks for holding on, being part of the family here at Camo X. Okay. You have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. Bye now. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, did I tell you that um, I I, uh, specialize in overeating on Thanksgiving? I'm a thin guy, but I eat a lot. And I did my part. You know, so for those of you that were on a diet, just know I have your back. Yeah, I I packed it in for you. Yeah, yeah. I've got you covered. Anyway, phone lines, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120, any place on the globe. This is University of Campbell X. I've heard that I am Scott Mosby. I was when I woke up this morning and nobody told me different in the last few hours. We're here on Campbell X back for more after this. All right, Scott Mosby here. I opened the first hour with uh, a blog from Mosby Building Arts, Six Tips for Holiday Hosting, which is basically the ABCs of good design. Uh, You know, if you had everybody to your home or you went somewhere, you discovered what works, what doesn't work, uh, guest bathroom, coat closet, all that sort of thing. I'm going to go through the basic two steps. There are six points on this uh, that are carried through and explained in this blog. Uh, If you want to read it, it's callmosby.com. That's C-A-L. L-M-O-S-B-Y dot C-O-M. Anyway, the first one was the welcoming entrance. When we come to someone's home or we come home ourselves, if you've got a dog and the dog, just glad to see you, it's a welcome. It's nice coming home. If somebody's there, if you think about your grandmother, wide open arms, big old smiling, just waiting for that hug, that's welcoming. There are points of design that succeed in that. Uh, feng shui is part of that. When you get into the oriental concept of energy, welcome, alignment of all of those things. So, so I mean, it's all truth. The truth is the truth. You can call it whatever you want. A welcoming entrance is important one way or the other, either from the front, the back. So if you're 
coming in the garage into the kitchen, that's still there's some sort of an entrance uh, celebration that needs to happen. Or if it's not, you feel like you're just coming in the back door. And then the coat drop off. Where do I put my stuff? You know, number one, uh, come in. Do I, am I glad to be here? Is it nice to be at home? Is this indeed a little island, island oasis away? And then the coat drop off, the purse, the phone, the stuff, where does that go? And the next thing, when you're entertaining, a little bit different, uh, when you're entertaining, generally it's a beverage center. Can I get you something warm to drink? Can I get you something cold? Really, all that is, is the concept of sharing. Can I uh, share with you the comfort and welcoming nature of my home on entertainment? That's really why we're all getting together is to see each other. So the beverage center is important. Uh, If it's just you and you're coming in the back door, it's usually a restroom. Is there a powder room nearby where, you know, your time on the road, you can come do the restroom things and, you know, get cleaned up after that. So the beverage center is number three. And then number four, generally we celebrate and gather around food, which means the kitchen somewhere. So welcoming in the door, uh, some sort of a place to put your stuff down, whether it's a coat closet for guests this time of year, uh, or for you and I, you know, purse, phone stuff, uh, shopping bag, groceries, all that stuff. Uh, you know, and then indeed, you know, beverage, I'm thirsty, I've been on the road for a while, whatever it is, or a restroom, and then kitchen. You know, we start gathering, and then you get a little bit comfortable. Is it a nice place to be there? Does it have nice views? Are the windows oriented toward the beautiful things around that house? Or are they kept away from the not beautiful parts? Ladies, you know this. If you do cosmetics, you understand this concept thoroughly. You kind of soften, hide, and maybe uh, shadow out some elements, maybe not your favorite. And then you highlight the ones that typically are your strong points. Well, design is all the same. So realize that that ambiance, and then it's all about the people. Then where do you sit? How do you gather? Is that wall in the way? Is the kitchen over there? And they're, you know, and separated from the family room, and then the the living room. Nobody goes, but you've got a lot of space there. Nice for get the walls out of the way. So again, it's all about people. People is about design and getting it right. So anyway, those are the concepts we use at Mosby in design. Um, let's go to the phone lines here, see what's cooking with my friend Mick. Hey Mick, Scott Mosby here, Cam Wicks at your service. How can I help? Good afternoon, sir. How are you today? Fantabulous. Happy Saturday to you, brother. Happy Saturday. Um, Real quick, if Barbara is still listening, I suggest she call Stevens Flooring. They have the best refinisher ever there, ever. Uh, they've been okay. at it uh, so, a few decades, too, I understand. <laughs> absolutely. Been around a long time. Yeah. Thanks so, for the recommendation. Sure. So we, we were remodeling a kitchen. Um, the cabinets had soffit above it. Uh-huh. So when, I guess... You know, I don't know if it was by design or they just figured, oh, well, there's soffit going here. No need to worry about it. We've removed those soffits. We want to finish the drywall up and and drywall that area of ceiling where the soffits were, put 42-inch cabinets in. Yeah. So the issue is the drain from the master bath shower sticks below the floor joist about six inches, eight inches. Maybe. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel your pain and know exactly what it looks like. Been there a hundred times. <laughs> so the, the vent, I, I, I'm assuming it's a vent or it may be a drain from the hall bath, mm-hmm. comes across and then 45s 
on the um, inside of the plate. So that's going to have to be reconfigured. Right. And and they just, you know, stapled the um, electric uh, wire straight to the stud. So not yeah, all that's going to have to be redone. Yes. So my question is, you know, will they... Can, can we notch the studs to get the wiring behind it? And and what do we do about that drain from the bathroom above? Uh, two ways or three ways to handle this. Number one, um, you can go ahead and buy your 42-inch cabinets, and then you box out with a false finished cabinet material on the inside so your tall cabinets happen but when you open the doors the top shelf is pretty much soffited out where it needs to be uh, now you do need to enclose that with the wiring if it's just the plumbing pipe uh, you can box out around that with the plumbing however that inside material also you're responsible for fire flashing which means a half inch drywall or two by four, two by six, you know, two inch thick lumber to to uh, for flame spread, so that the fire department, if your house catches on fire, they get a chance to get there before it all burns to the ground. So again, you can you can do it in the finished fashion, or typically the way we at Mosby do that is we open up all those soffits before we order those cabinets, um, because you know you're in those two story homes, and some neighborhoods that is just the way it was because they framed out the soffit and then the plumber came and then the electrician came and all of that uh, or so you do not uh, notch the studs for that electric you basically pull those wires out from one source figure out which end is on the other end you strip the drywall off the face of those walls uh, and then you rerun new Romex in that and in some houses in the 70s where there was aluminum you wire that whole circuit because you can't tie copper in with aluminum on that circuit uh, so again, it, you know, it's just a big deal, Mick. Uh, um, but no, you don't take the shortcut and notch it all out and put it all in. And the plumber basically comes in and reruns that piping through and in the design. And this is exactly why Mosby Building Arts does design build. Sometimes we will put a false wall. When we discover that, in order to have thickness for those pipes up above, um, we will build another 2 by 4 wall out on the face. Uh, and what typically goes in there is that the plumbing uh, drain usually it is not necessarily a vent it can be but generally it's a drain wet what you know wet inside and then the right. plumbing as well and then the venting for a a hood or whatever it is so um but otherwise you just wind up uh, boxing out the insides of your finished cabinets and if you've already purchased your cabinets that's about the only one left to you yeah, we no, we haven't purchased the cabinets yet, and uh, cabinet guy has not been over since that soffit has been removed. Yeah, yeah. So, then you're in good control. I mean, you're just spreading it out. I mean, this is the stuff we do before we tear the walls apart, but, you know, we've got all kinds of tools for looking behind walls because, you know, we've uh, it's not our first rodeo. Absolutely, so. sure. Okay, yeah. well, I appreciate all the help, sir. Good talking with you. Yeah, it's either in the finish of the cabinets or the rough-in and the whole thing. I would suggest the rough-in because generally when you wind up with that space on the frame wall, you find a lot of ways to use that. It's like, well, I'd put another outlet here, and if I could do that, I'd put some venting here, and I might put a niche in here for this, you know. So, uh, you know, you're, you're still in control if you haven't ordered those cabinets yet. 
Ten four. I appreciate it. Roger that. See you, Mick. Good luck, my friend. See you, bye. All right. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Uh, we're going to take a short pause for now. I've got Tim up next, and we've got a good question here. Stay tuned. We've got some cool stuff coming on KMOX. Scott Mosby, at your service. Bosco the gerbil cranking out 50,000 watts. I'll be right back after this. Improvement, Scott Mosby here. I promise it's really me. I do not have three voices together, but uh, I'm working on it. My wife sometimes says my voice moves a little bit uh, more than it should. You married folks out there don't know what I mean. All right, let's go next to the phone lines. That you know, and anyway, we've got phone lines here. Four three six seven nine hundred. Got a few more phone lines. This is your opportunity. Call in. Vote often. Vote early. Three one four four three six seven nine hundred eight hundred nine two five eleven twenty four three six seven nine hundred and eight hundred nine two five eleven twenty. Next up, a very patient Tim. Tim, how can I help you, my good friend? Good afternoon, Scott. How are you? fantabulous it's a great saturday good yes it is thanks for taking my call so i am finally making the leap and jumping from apartment living to purchasing my first home and i don't really know my agent very well so i don't want to sound rude by saying that i don't trust her or anything like that but um i'm sure that the main interest there is selling a home i'm going to actually see my first home after looking at things online and so forth, I'm going to see my first home on Monday and it was uh, built in 1999. So it's a 19 year old home. And I'm just kind of curious if you would have some suggestions of certain questions that I might want to ask certain things that I might want to be looking for as far as upcoming repairs or concerns that I might have roof HVAC things along these lines that I might want to pay a particular attention to um, that they, you know, may or may not decide to point out to me up front. Nice, nice, and 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 it just I I, I honor your role. There's an uh, you know there's a role in moving the house and marketing the house, uh, which is the optimist voice uh, that would be your agent and and you. Then you've got a home <clears throat> inspector, which let's pretend you find the house or the one you think, and and they typically are the pessimist voice uh and it's important that you get an ashy ashi american society home inspectors or similar certified home inspector that really isn't selling you remodeling or any repairs or anything all they're doing is doing a you know kind of a a pessimistic look-see at the house and they're going to report to you what it is and uh, uh so that's the first thing you know make sure you get uh, a good pair of eyes that you're paying with your best interest in in that point so uh, that's a number 2 a 1999 house uh just about everything in it is about ready to wear out tim um, that's uh, kind of it, uh, and and we get called to remodel homes that are about that age, and we have to go out there and look at it because generally, you know, the furnace is 20 years old, you know, the plumbing toilets and all that are 20 years old, the floors are about that age, roof is, you know, sneaking up on 20 to 30 years, 30 years maximum roof life on, you know, production homes. So just be aware that um, the basics probably will need to be addressed in a uh a house that's you know 
20, 19, 20 years old. Heating and cooling gets obsolete even if it operates, so you're probably looking at a new furnace soon. Uh, roof, uh, about you're likely going to have a home inspector say it's got somewhere around five years left in that roof or less than five years, uh, so you're going to address a roof. Uh, watch out for your decking, uh, wood decks. Uh, typically have a, a lifespan if it's a cedar deck about 15 to 20 years you get out you know 18 years so you're prime time on the first round of uh, renovation repairs or just you know heating the big system so you're facing some dollars on 99 99 good news you're into the energy efficiency stuff uh, you've got three prong electrical outlets so all your wiring is grounded you're new enough not to have uh, um, aluminum wires uh, so really your responsibility is just go in realizing you know I'm going to wind up putting some dollars into this thing in the next five to ten years um, just go and understanding that the house should be priced to recognize that and just look at how it lives um, because if the walls are kind of in the right places um, if it's if it's really colors are terrible for a buyer that's perfect because you're probably going to repaint this thing the colors you want anyway so the uglier the colors are on the floors and the walls the the better it is because it, it chases off all the other buyers um, but for somebody who recognizes you know this is this is going to become mine and I'm going to have to put some effort time and money into it then it's all good because you're not going to wind up paying for beautiful colors on worn out stuff that's still going to get changed anyway how am I doing Tim? No, that's that's all exactly the kind of stuff that I wanted to hear. That's great. So, yeah, I um, clearly need to pay a lot of attention when I'm walking around to see if any of these items, like you mentioned, the, the roof or the plumbing or whatever, if any of this has uh, already been addressed or not, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Just basics. Uh, don't And don't try to be too smart. Um, just try and feel the house. Uh, when you come to the door, is the door width comfortable? Can you get you know, a big armchair in and out of the front door, which means is it wide enough to be welcoming to you and guests? Um, you know, where is parking? Is it easy to park? If you've got uh, uh, older people with uh, limited mobility or younger people with limited mobility, you know, is the driveway real steep to where guests can't get up and down or in and out of their cars to come see you? Um, you know, outdoor lighting, handrails, safety things. Uh, but right around 20 years, take a good hard look see at the windows and doors because if it's a production neighborhood subdivision house you know some of those production windows were not rocket science and you're facing that and if you go into it with the right uh, kind of budget expectations you can wind up with a really good house but if you go in thinking ah the windows are great roof's not going to need any attention furnace is good you know water heaters you know water heater lasts 20 years that's about it so just be prepared Okay. Well, I appreciate all the help. I will uh, absolutely be prepared. Thank you so much. Tim, take a couple extra sets of eyes. Three heads are better than one. Two heads are better than one. Um, you know, take along somebody. Uh, you know, I, you know I, I am an optimist. Um, so I take along somebody who's not so optimistic that looks through different eyes. God made us all. We don't all see the world the same way. That's a good sure. thing. If everybody was like me, it'd be pretty boring around here. Or it'd be too uh, too uh, big-scale general. So anyway, don't be afraid to take, you know, second, third, fourth set eyes. Perfect. Good advice. Thank you. All right, Tim. Thanks for the call. Welcome to the home ownership world.
Thanks. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, yeah, huh? you're you're already on the right page, brother. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, thanks for calling. All right, Scott Mosby here on KMOX again. Some of the things that I got into to Tim with, you know, it's important to realize that. It's the basics, or what we call as designers and remodelers and home buyers. It has good bones. Um, what you know, for example, it, it, houses built in the 40s and the 50s with World War II veterans coming home, they were building houses lickety split. I mean, like boom, 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 boom. And so even though the building methods were sound, the building practices were sometimes so fast that they missed some of the simple things. Um, A good example is uh, um, uh, I've seen homes where a roof was being replaced and, you know, the roof supplier shows up and they stock the shingles up on the ridge of the roof. Well, this house was built in the 1940s and early 50s and they forgot to nail the ceiling joist to the roof rafters which meant if you think about a triangle you've got the front slope of the house back slope of the house and then the ceiling boards go across those are called ceiling joists if they're nailed in then you've got a three-sided triangle and that's one of nature's strongest uh, shapes but if you don't nail those ceiling joists on if you built those houses a little too fast where the carpenters just didn't quite get around to nailing them that half-century-old house, because they stocked these roof shingles, it thrust the down part, so the roof came down, and as it came down, because those ceiling joists weren't nailed, it spalled or splayed the brick. It was a full masonry home. It blew the top foot of bricks out, just like blown off, because of the thrust. And the error wasn't in the roof supplier. The error was in the carpenter 60 years ago. So I mean, all those little things, I mean, you can't really be aware of those. And even home inspectors can't get up and count nails up in the attic because they can't get to those places. But just realize that there's certain things in certain age homes when what was going on in the world is important to pay attention about, um, like, you know, water heaters. I don't know, 10 years ago, we had dip tube problems. One manufacturer dip tube, and they every water heater stunk for seven years because the dip tubes fall, fell apart. Uh, Lo and behold, here's the next one, Uh, Takata airbags in cars, you know, you wind up with all these airbags in cars, well, it's not just one brand, Takata made them for everybody, so all these cars made in those years had airbag problems. So anyway, just be aware that as you're buying a home or uh, really remodeling, these are things we talk about at Mosby all the time. Like, don't forget, you know, look for aluminum wire. You know, it's all those things. So that's that's why we do these consultations. And typically when we go out, we like to design build because we look for trouble. And when we get into a house that's about 20 years old, our job is to look for trouble. We'd love to remodel your kitchen, but you know, you need a roof, your windows are shot, and all your floors are worn out so you know do you mind thinking about maintenance before we we, you know we love kitchens too but you know you've got some bigger problems you know as lucy ill ball said you got some splaining to do yeah anyway scott mosby home improvement phone lines open 314-436-7900-800-925-1120 i am at your service we are kmox we are part of the community here in the middle of the country like it or not it's a beautiful day today It may not be soon. (laughs) 
Stay tuned for more on KMOX. Oh, yeah, like a bad penny. Keep turning up. Scott Mosby here at your service on KMOX. 50,000 watts, Bosco, my friend. The gerbil on the treadmill back there generating the electricity with a little bit of help from Ameren just to keep this uh, signal going back out. Uh, sponsor, Helitech Home Improvement uh, Foundation Repair. Thanks to Helitech. We're still uh, on the air sharing information. And phone lines are still working. Let's uh, see what's cooking with my friend Chris. Hey, Chris. Scott Mosby here. How can I help? Hi, Scott. Thanks for taking my call. I have a question about storing things in the attic. My husband mm-hmm. has been trying to clean out the um, rented uh, storage place and put everything up in the attic. Is that going to be is that going to be a problem with all these bins up there in the attic with air circulation or anything? Well, number one, it gets dusty. So, uh, you know, of course, it's dirty because an attic that is well ventilated has a lot of air coming in low and a lot of air exhausting up high after the sun, either winter or summer, you know, heats that up and it all rises. So a lot of airflow or through flow in an attic is a healthy thing. That's what removes the moisture and all the stuff that builds up an attic. So a well-ventilated thing brings in a lot of dust. Now, in the springtime, that includes all the pollen that's flying around. So there's a lot of stuff buzzing through your attic. Uh, structurally speaking, I'm going to come to, uh, you know, I'm going to kind of give you what happens and why. It'll kind of answer your question. Um, it is illegal to put in pull-down stairs in an attic unless, the by today's standards, without uh, reinforcing the ceiling system because where there's smoke fire there's fire if you put stairs in people will put stuff up there if people put stuff up there the floor or the ceiling better be uh, strong enough to support it so if you're storing cardboard boxes up there that are very lightweight no problem if you're storing books or anything up like that or something that's flammable like books uh, you know that's a big deal so um, generally speaking an attic is semi conditioned or unconditioned depending on how it's built uh, suffice it to say attics are not for storage um, and if you put the heavy stuff uh, in the middle of the span of the ceiling joists, you know, you can crack the drywall, you can fail the wood, but long and short is uh, a little bit is not a problem. Um, more than a little bit gets to be more than a little bit of a problem, and a lot is just cause for disaster. So, uh, okay. you know, everything in moderation. It's, you know, I mean, I've got stuff in my attic, but I don't have anything heavy up in that attic. It, it's, uh, you know lightweight stuff gotcha. and that's only in the garage okay. okay i got you yeah that's where he's been going up um he's just been putting up the plastic bins you know that seal yeah 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 so no 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 uh paper boxes or anything like that so yeah the outside might be dusty but Okay, yeah. so if yeah. he's just going up in the garage, that should be okay then. Yeah, and think about, is is there a wall underneath it? So if you're going to stack something on top of something, if there's a wall right underneath it, that wall is pretty much holding things up. So, uh, you know, in a garage where there are generally no walls in the middle, putting stuff up in the middle is not a good place to put it. Closer to the exterior walls is more structurally sound. It will bend or load those elements, the ceiling joists, um, less than 
than in the center of the span. So, okay. you know, that, yeah, it's just common sense. You know, I mean, frankly, you can stick your head up in there and if it gives you the willies, you may want to ask him to move it. If it doesn't give you the willies and you've got wood pieces coming down close to where those things are, eh, you know, if there's some structure around it, you're probably better off than where there's not. Great. Thanks for your help. All right. Thanks, Chris. Take care. Have a great day. Bye-bye. All right. Bye now. Uh, home improvement. Scott Mosby, KMOX. So much to talk about. We talked about some of the things of, uh, you know, the the six ways there, uh, you know, six elements of design, which is basically six tips for holiday hosting, which is the ABCs, the six things to get right on design. And I'd mentioned it a little bit earlier, a welcoming entrance. You know, when you come home, you want to see somebody that's happy to see you, uh, you know, so a little skinny door that's too small or, you know, too dark or something that, you know, you don't feel safe, that's not a welcoming place. So properly lit, uh, easily navigated like steps and patios and de- wide area to walk, not stuff stacked around it. Uh, trash cans too close to the door give you a little bit of a constricted, unwelcome area. Uh, and then when you get inside the door after being welcomed or not, uh, is there a place to put your stuff? You know, we call it a drop or drop off. It might be a coat closet in the front door or near the garage entrance. Uh, some sort of a coat drop-off for purses, uh, mail, uh, phones, chargers, all that stuff. And then for guests, when they come in, hopefully the front door, you know, some sort of a welcome. Can I get you something warm to drink on this cold day or maybe a cold beverage on this hot day, whatever. You know, so just something welcoming. Reach out just another step in the welcoming thing. So a beverage center. Generally, beverage centers, uh, we like to design in at Mosby a self-serve beverage center. So whether it's got a sink or not doesn't much matter it may need a pitcher of water for you know getting a glass of ice water or whatever so generally a refrigerator beverage center might have the coffee maker a pitcher of water a refrigerator self-serve for the kids to go get their own co- you know their own drinks whatever it's it, so again a beverage center generally self-serve away from the cook and that gets usually into a beverage refrigerator. If they have to go to the main fridge, then they're stumbling over the cook. The cook is then sacrificing space, time, function, and and you know efficiency with guests that are trying to get to the fridge. You know, it is what it is. The ambience, is it welcoming? Is this place that's comfortable to be together? Because generally, if you're entertaining or going to somebody's house, you came to be with the people. Is there enough room? Can you get people together to talk? Uh, is there a wall in the way? Do you have a really nice kitchen and then this wall in a really nice family room? But erase that wall in between everybody's together that's the commonality of current design uh and then you know it's all about the people getting together matters um so you know keep that in mind uh does it work does it not work those are important things then you get into the home automation yeah smart bathroom smart kitchens all of that that's all on the callmosby.com blog you're welcome to check it out frankly as part of X, we think it's important to tell you about what to pay attention to you know tim buying his first home a couple minutes ago what do i look out for 
what's a good home and a not so good home? How do I show up for myself, if you will? Uh, so anyway, uh, attic storage. We've had good two hours today. I'll see you next week. Stay tuned. In two weeks, uh, the first Saturday in December, I think it's December 7th or 8th, we have the Mosby Toy Drive, and that will be at Mosby Building Arts in Kirkwood. Bring your toys. Check it out. All on callmosby.com. Folks, I'll see you next week on KMOX.